Hello, welcome to the Healthy Alternatives podcast. I am Dr. Christine Sauer with DocChristine.com. Today's show is a recording of my radio show of the same name. Enjoy! Good afternoon, this is Dr. Christine Sauer, your host of the show Healthy Alternatives, here on 97.5 CIOEFM with live stream on communityradio.ca every Thursday at noon at, at 12 noon Atlantic Standard Time. Thanks for tuning in today. In this show, we will talk mostly with guests about all aspects of health, healthcare and wellness, from conventional to alternative and everything in between. My mission for this radio show is to help change people's lives for the better by informing them about different options to get and stay healthy and well so they can choose for themselves which option might work in their case. And if you feel you are stuck in a dark place, I want to tell you, don't give up. There is a light at the end of the tunnel for you too. For those who don't know me, I'm the founder of DocChristine.com and a German-trained conventional as well as naturopathic physician. I'm often asked to give a bit more in-depth information about different health topics, and I'm happy to oblige. So today is a special show to introduce my association with Erin Madden from FuelingForHealth.com. She has a cool radio show here on 97.5 herself. We are joining forces to help people fight the obesity epidemic one person at a time. Welcome to my show, Erin. Thank you so much, Christine, for having me. Now, for those of my listeners that haven't uh, listened to the show that we had before, tell us a little bit about who you are and how you became the FuelingForHealth.com Nutrition Consulting and the person you are today. Yeah, absolutely. So um, like everyone else, I kind of had my own ups and downs with my own health journey. When I was three years old, I was diagnosed with vertigo. And it wasn't until I was five years old when the doctors actually um, uh, told me that I, I was getting, I had vertigo back then. Um, and. I was under a lot of experimental medications and a lot of seizure medications and just a lot of the drugs that I was given just did not do anything. It actually worsened a lot of my episodes back then. I was constantly getting sick. I had a lot of imbalance issues. I couldn't do like gym classes growing up. So there was a lot of... Um, uh, a lot a lot of challenges I, I had to face. So it wasn't until I got a little bit older where I started developing different taste buds for foods. I hated vegetables and fruits and a lot of um, uh, like lean proteins. I was so picky. All I wanted to do was eat Kraft Dinner and Mr. Noodles as a kid. <laughs> so many kids are like that, aren't they? Yeah, absolutely. So um, as I got older, I, I just started to actually um, enjoy eating vegetables. I kind of sl slowly built up my tolerance level to them. You know, it's like one. So now, what 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 caused the change? It was just like a different mindset. Um, it was basically that I realized that I was, I just felt better inside, um, just from consuming um, different 
foods that I normally <laughs> never ate as a kid. And um, that kind of led me to my path of um, getting my undergrad in nutrition. And um, I just became fascinated with how nutrition works and how everything is metabolized in the body and how certain foods we shouldn't even eat. Um, <laughs> I don't even call them foods. I call them food stuff. Yeah, exactly. So, you know, whatever, uh, whatever way kind of works for you to, um, uh, uh, to feel more motivated that, hey, I feel better on a high vegetable diet and lean proteins um, and incorporating a lot of nuts and seeds and um, I like the fact that I learned how like food was metabolized and I realized that I had so much sugar and so much salt in my diet that it was creating a lot of the episodes so I was able to minimize a lot of them just from changing my diet and um, I'm I get the occasional vertigo episode mm -hmm. maybe like once a month versus when I was a kid I would get them almost every day and it was impossible for me to be able to stay in school because I was always going home with like with dizziness episodes. <laughs> wow. Yeah. That, that, is a, that is such a nice story. And I know you have your business fueling for health and nutrition consulting, yeah. which is amazing. What, what is your favorite thing to do? Yeah. <laughs> and um, that was um, pretty much why I wanted to create my own company is um, I graduated from Mount St. Vincent in 2014 and I realized that there wasn't a whole lot of places that really um, would narrow down on the research with why food and nutrition really works for someone to help get them to better health and what I really specialize is, is creating customized meal plans. And because um, that seemed to be a lot of struggle is my most of my clients come to me because they're struggling with weight loss or they lack the energy and uh, the meal plans that I put them, they like the fact that I give them recipes and grocery lists and um, like a full spectrum nutrient profile to say this is how many vitamins and minerals you're actually consuming in the diet. So they're not lacking anything. <laughs> and, and, and that is fascinating and so important that people learn the basics of cooking cooking real Absol food absolutely yeah and not the fake foods that we have been used to and we want to focus the next two shows actually about the obesity epidemic mm -hmm. you deal with it every day so yes. do i and i actually created uh, a, an online uh, group coaching program to help people understand that it's not their fault yeah. that they are big and what they can do to release those pounds over time in a safe healthy and working manner yeah. and I'm very excited that we join forces so we can help even more people in an even better way definitely and I really think that it's so important to um, understand where food is coming from and to learn different cooking styles like I get a lot of clients that just don't know what to make in the kitchen mm -hmm. they don't know um, like what uh, they can't they uh, don't know how to utilize a lot of the ingredients in the fridge so then they pick up the phone and they call like a pizza delight or something <laughs> and sometimes it's just a convenience mm -hmm. oh, i don't feel like cooking i'm yeah. too tired absolutely and and sometimes that tiredness is a consequence of something else yeah that yeah. is not addressed absolutely and uh, that's that's very fascinating and that's one thing that i'm most fascinating about, about to get to the root causes of such diseases that our health system sadly can't address because they don't have the time mm -hmm. i mean the doctors probably would love to do it but they just don't have the time and 
the resources to do it properly. It's it's so true. Mm. Um, I hear clients um, almost every day, and they said that like their doctors, they just feel rushed when yeah. they're at their doctor's office, and all they can do is um, just get um, they can just give them like a prescription drug mm. to make them feel better, and not and that seems to be like uh, like popular back then. But more people now, I realize they're looking for other alternatives. They actually want to come off the medications. Because and and even if not, I mean, we work with clients that take medications that mm -hmm. have health conditions and sometimes they want to come off and sometimes they can and sometimes yeah. they can't and it's not always possible. Yeah. But it, it is a good thing that patients and clients, I don't call them patients, take more charge of their own health absolutely like um like uh, uh if they have if the client has hyperthyroidism for example um it's very hard to come off their medications but you can certainly make changes with their diets to help improve yes their thyroid health absolutely and and that with nutrition changes and targeted nutrition changes you can really change how you feel and your health outcomes mm -hmm. And sometimes I've seen clients where the doctor suggested, oh, your blood pressure has been so good, uh, we can reduce your pills. Mm -hmm. And that is wonderful. Yeah, it's definitely very motivating to mm. keep going through. <laughs> yeah, and I find it interesting when we watch the news and they say the obesity epidemic and the children are obese, it's terrible, mm. and it causes cancer. Yes, it increases the risk for cancer, for dementia, for all kinds of nasty the illnesses but it is not your fault and yeah. I don't hear that in the news absolutely um, I just feel like they're trying to like just come up with this next big solution without actually um, looking at why it's happening like there's this new Weight Watchers app that gets geared towards children, children. It's how like, crazy is that I, it's absolutely insane like children should not be going on diets they should be learning how to to, to eat, eat properly, pro real food, and it's a family thing. Absolutely. And, and that's why I'm so proud that our program, we decided not to uh, give it just to one person in the family, but yeah. when we do the program, the whole family gets enrolled for one payment, which I think is great because, yeah. hey, we are a social enterprise. We want to help people. Absolutely. And um, like when when there's kids involved, like the entire family should get involved because yes. um, the parents... Um, uh, would probably be able to understand a lot of the lessons um, mm -hmm. or a lot of the um, theory a little bit better than children and like kids need to look up to their parents a little bit more like parents set examples for their kids um, and it's just so important that F, like the entire um, family should get involved when setting healthy habits. It's so important because children don't do as they are told. They, yeah. they do as they see the parents do. Absolutely. If you say, oh, you should eat a carrot, and then the parent comes and takes yep. a bag of chips and stacks it up, <laughs> it doesn't work. No, absolutely. And um, like, Even the weight work just ups, is, is wasted money then. Yeah, absolutely. And 
and um, like my kid, he um, is three years old, and he's kind of um, getting into um, like a picky eater phase, and um, like he doesn't like a whole lot of vegetables. But I've been putting a lot of raw vegetables on his plate, and same thing with myself and my husband's. And my husband looked at me, he's like, "Why am I getting a plate of raw vegetables?" I'm like, "Because we're setting good examples for Caden, our son, and he actually eats his vegetables when we're all eating our vegetables." <laughs> and, and that's amazing. And yeah. sometimes you can hide them in tomato yeah. sauce, and the kids even don't. No. Yeah, exactly. Like, um, uh, like we normally just eat um, like salads almost every night. But like, Caden doesn't really like salads. He actually likes it when the vegetables are separate from one another. Oh yeah. So yeah. So I figured, well, let's just do some raw veggies, and um, he's actually happy doing that. So it's like, okay, well. That's amazing. <laughs> yeah. and, and and this is a good point to wrap up the first half of the show here on ninety seven five CIO Community Radio. <laughs> Please tune in after the commercial break for more with Erin Madden about how to fight obesity. Hello and welcome back to Healthy Alternatives here on 97.5 CIOEFM or on the web at communityradio.ca. I'm your host, Dr. Christine Sauer, and today my associate Erin Madden and I are talking about how to fight the obesity epidemic one person at a time. Welcome back, Erin. Thank you so much, Christine. Now, I would love to talk a little bit about the real root causes, why that obesity epidemic is there. Because when you look back at the history of medicine, mm -hmm. people were not fat, yeah. and it's not genetic. Yeah. Because we know genes don't change in 50 years. Genes need thousands or hundreds of thousands of years to change. Absolutely. What change is the expression of genes, the epigenetics, they mm -hmm. call it. And it is the influence of the environment on the genetic. Now they say, yeah, people exercise less. And it does make an influence. Mm -hmm. It does have an influence because somebody that cuts trees all day has yeah. to eat more than somebody that sits at the desk all yeah. day. That's just normal but we see nowadays that even people that really don't eat that many calories mm -hmm. or whatever they still get big yeah and it really happened since the 60s or 70s and when you look back they really introduced before that already there was white sugar there wasn't really white flour there was no genetic mm -hmm. modifications and in the 70s, there was that low-fat craze. Yes. And I really think that modulated our genes and made us prone to obesity. Absolutely. Um, and to kind of touch base on that, as soon as when the low-fat craze hit, that's when everything just started to like spike with a lot of sugar additives to it and um like and then after so many years of that people are like well hey this is actually causing obesity and when i find that when you start adapting to like new eating patterns and when you start having a certain preference um for certain food 
foods, it just completely changes your whole taste buds. And over time, you start realizing that a lot of companies are coming out with like a lot of ready-made meals, a lot of pre-packaged, lots more canned goods. If you actually think way back to like when my uh, when our parents were young and our grandmothers, they had gardens to go pick from to make um, uh, pick berries and like make vegetables and put them into like stews and like make salads out of that. Some of the so, older people yeah, still do it, yeah, like myself. Absolutely. <laughs> so like our grandparents yeah. never did, um, like they never bought anything frozen and packaged. They actually made like made everything from scratch. And At least most of everything. Yeah, absolutely. But so. I think what really needs to be also said that sugar and especially sugar in combination with white flour mm -hmm. uh, and especially those sugar additive like sugar like substances like high fructose corn yes. syrup they are highly addictive they and they are. influence our brain the same way as uh, cocaine heroin mm. or morphine and it is terrible that we do that to ourselves and especially the high gluten-containing wheat that they genetically modified yeah. to even be more addictive because in our gut that's damaged anyway from stress, from toxins, from antibiotics and other uh, medications, they are necessary. So you can't totally avoid it, but you can fix it, but it won't often. So our gut, our inflamed gut can't really... Uh, break down those pro products, the gluten that is in the gut transferred into gluteomorphines, mm -hmm. which is highly addictive. Yeah. And the milk nowadays has casein in a form that also produces caseomorphines. Mm -hmm. And those two usually get broken down by an enzyme, which is called DPP-4. Mm -hmm. And that is deficient when your gut is out of whack. And many kids, it's interesting that we, we talked before in the break a little bit about kids. Many kids with autism or ADHD have a deficient enzyme and they especially crave milk and white flour products and sugar because of that. Wow, Milk, okay. cheese, white flour. And that can be fixed, but they mm -hmm. hate vegetables. Yeah. It's very hard for the parents because often they are also defiant, aggressive, yeah. and it's very hard to manage. It can be. I had a guest here on my show. She had ADHD. Her mother was very great. She cured it with diet. Mm -hmm. It's hard to do. Yeah. Very hard. And sometimes medication is the best option, at least for some time. Yes. Until the child is big enough to realize they want something else. Yeah. And, and, and that is one of the main causes, because when they cut the fat, people craved something. Yeah. They wanted to eat. And so the food industry jumped on the bandwagon and said, oh, the breakfast cereals, add yes. a little more sugar. Mm. And you probably know when you read the labels, and that's something else people need to do. Not, not just how much sugar and yeah. stuff, the ingredients. Yeah. And then you look at a cereal for children, it's more sugar in it than for adults. Oh, absolutely. Like, I pretty much grew up on breakfast cereals. I loved Captain Crunch and Lucky Charms. And, mm. and like, my parents bought them and didn't think of anything. It was, like, you know, it was, like, something for, for breakfast. We <laughs> didn't have it in Germany, interestingly. So yeah. I grew up on uh, on Haferflocken, which is basically rolled oats yeah. raw with milk mm -hmm. and sugar. And 
My brother ate that every morning, he never <laughs> got big. So that alone doesn't make you big. Mm -hmm. It is the combination and the artificial. Yes. Julia Ross in her book calls it the techno-carbs. Yes. <laughs> and it's really the case because what you get is food that is nutrient devoid. Yes, and like when you start um, consuming that on a regular basis, you're going to crave more of it because that's how addictive sugar can be. Like it's going, it, um, if you consume just sugar alone, it's going to digest in your system after an hour. It's going to cause a huge spike in insulin. When you're no longer digesting, you're going to hit that sugar crash and then you're going to, it, it, you know, you're just going to get into a repeated cycle of craving sugar <laughs> throughout the day. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, your sugar gets so low that you get shaky and yeah. nauseous and you crave uh, sugar again. Yeah, and I've been in that situation oh, me and too. it's not a good feeling. Absolutely not. Um, which is why I don't like to keep that in my house. Um, I stock up on lean proteins and um, nuts and seeds throughout the day and that kind of gives me my yeah. sustainable energy level that I need. <laughs> and, and that is so important and it is also important that people realize that fat is not the enemy. No. It is the quality of the fat, Absolutely. the quality of the food. Yeah, so when... It, 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 it makes a big difference what kind of protein you eat. When Absolutely. you When you eat a steak, if you choose to eat animal meat, which most people choose to eat some animal foods yeah. for health. And what you want to consume of more fat is the monounsaturated fatty acids. They're the omega-3s that are found in uh, olive oil, a lot of almonds, and um, you can get it in like flax seeds. So they're going to help keep you, mm. keep the weight off you and provide you with more energy. That is important and it's also important to know that if you choose to eat a nice marble steak, mm. have it from a grass-fed animal. Yes. Because the omega-3-6 ratio of a grass-fed animal is about 1 or 2 to 1. That's correct. Whereas yeah. a CAFO, concentrated animal feedlot animal, has a relationship of over 20 to 1 mm -hmm. because it's grain-fed, which yeah. cows are not supposed to eat. Yeah. That's important. Definitely. So that's very good advice. Now, before we end the show, I would love uh, for people to contact us and uh, go to uh, the website. Just type in bit.ly slash drc transform and you can watch a webinar where we talk about the eight root causes of weight loss resistance and how to overcome them. Well, it was a real pleasure to talk to you, Erin, and we'll have another show soon. Perfect. Well, thank and you so we'll much. talk about all the root causes a little bit more because I'm really excited to do that because I think when we join forces, we can do way more than if we choose to compete each other. Absolutely. Yeah. Because we both want the same. We want to help the people lose the weight and keep it off. Yeah. And everybody knows how hard it is. Mm. I tried it myself for years. I went to Weight Watchers, lost 50 pounds. Then I hit a plateau, hit a plateau, hit a plateau. And then I said, why do I pay money when I hit a plateau? <laughs> All the time, yeah. for months. And so I left and then I started eating again. Mm. And uh, if you're down in the dumps, stressed out at work, you want to eat. Absolutely. Many people are emotional eaters. We talk about that more mm. in the next show. So thanks for much, and I'm very excited to start that program soon. And this brings me to the end of today's show. 
please don't hesitate to contact us with any questions, thoughts, comments or suggestions. My email here is christine, C-H-R-I-S-T-I-N-E at communityradio.ca or contact us through our website docchristine.com, D-O-C-C-H-R-I-S-T-I-N-E.com. And I'm always grateful for any feedback. I also want to extend a special thank you to today's producer, Ryan Pulsifer. You might not know this, but this is a volunteer-run, non-profit radio station. And we even have the Art Gallery, the only radio station with an art gallery and a performance stage in Canada. If you're local and you'd like to drop in, we are at 11 Glendale Avenue, Lower Sackville, Nova Scotia. Thank you all for listening to Healthy Alternatives. I'm your host, Dr. Christine Sauer. Tune in next Thursday at noon on 97.5 CIOEFM Community Radio with live stream on communityradio.ca for the next episode. Goodbye and have a great day.